in verse 6. If you want to go to your seats, you can go to your seats. If you want to stand, you can stay standing. 1 Chronicles 22 and verse 6. Then he called for Solomon his son and charged him to build an house for the Lord God of Israel. Verse 11, David responds to Solomon. He says, Now, my son, the Lord be with thee, and prosper thou, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he hath said of thee. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. Then shalt thou prosper if thou takest heed to fulfill the statutes and judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Dread not, nor be dismayed. Verse 14. Now behold, in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord an hundred talents of gold, a thousand thousand talents of silver, and a brass and iron without weight, for it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared that thou mayest add thereto. In my trouble, I prepared for the house of the Lord. I'm giving you plans. I'm giving you material. And I'm giving you the freedom to add thereto. Moreover, there are workmen with thee in abundance, hewers and workers of stone and timber and all manner of cunning men for every manner of work and of gold, of silver, the brass, the iron. There is no number. Arise, therefore, and be doing. The Lord be with thee. David also commanded all the princes of Israel to help Solomon his son, saying, Is not the Lord your God with you? And hath he not given you rest on every side? For he hath given the inhabitants of the land into mine hand. The land is subdued before the Lord and before his people. Now set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Arise, therefore, and build ye the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy vessels of God into the house that is to be built to the name of the Lord. I'm going to preach tonight. Verse 16, arise, therefore, and be doing. I'm going to preach a mind to do. A mind to do. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. We're going to preach for a few minutes tonight. We're going to let the Holy Ghost keep moving. In the name of Jesus, God, I love you. God, I thank you for your people. God, I thank you for your church. I thank you for this body of believers. God, I thank you that we've come into the house of God tonight expecting. God, I thank you that we've come into the house of God with a spirit of victory, with a spirit of pressing, with a spirit of authority, with a spirit of dominion. And God, I pray that we would leave this place with more victory. I pray we would leave this place with more faith. I pray we would leave this place with more expectancy than even what we walked into this house tonight with. In the name of Jesus, God, give us a mind to be doing in Jesus' name, somebody say amen. 
Amen. You can be seated. I got 18 minutes left. David understands the contention that's going on in his own house. He understands the contention that's going on amongst his own children. And David wants to make sure that God's man is the next king of Israel. And so he calls Solomon in. And he makes sure that Solomon understands that he is to be the next king of Israel. He charges him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. In verse 11, he said, Now my son, the Lord be with thee, or with you, and prosper you, and build the house of the Lord thy God, as he has said of thee. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel that thou mayest keep the law of the Lord thy God. He said the first thing I want you to set your mind to do is I want you to set your mind to the fact that God's given me plans, that God has given me vision, that God has given me dreams, that God has given me a desire to be used of him to build him a house. But God said, David, you're not going to be able to do it, but I want Solomon to do it. That Your son is going to be king after you. He said, first and foremost, Solomon, I want you to understand that you are chosen of God. You're not just chosen of God to be an earthly leader. You're not just chosen of God to fill a role. You're not just chosen of God to sit on a throne in a position of power and authority, but you are chosen of God to build him a house. I want you to understand tonight that you're not just chosen of God to fill a church pew. You're not just chosen of God to be a member on a roster. You're not just chosen of God to fill time and to fill space. But you are anointed of God to fulfill a mission. You are chosen of God to fulfill a role. You are anointed of God. You're not just appointed. But you are anointed. Only the Lord give thee wisdom and understanding and give thee charge concerning Israel. That you may keep the law of the Lord thy God. First and foremost in your life, Solomon needs to be wisdom and understanding. It needs to be the love of the law of the Lord your God. If you'll get that in your heart, if you will get that in your mind, then you will prosper. That's why I love it so much that these young people are beginning to, to experience the depth. They're beginning to experience the height. I don't want to discourage that tonight. I don't want to discourage that tomorrow because they're getting hold of something that will carry them beyond what words that will carry them beyond feeling. It's an understanding that I am in love with the Spirit of God. I'm in love with the the things of God and it will keep me it will prosper me a love to be in his presence will carry you far beyond laws and regulation a love
love for his presence, a love for his ways, a love for his spirit will carry you beyond the letter of the law that says do this and don't do that. I'm afraid, I'm afraid that most people fall away from God because they never did get a love for the things of God. But if there is breath in your body, let me preach to you tonight that there's still time, there's still opportunity and you're in a place tonight and you're listening to a pastor preach tonight that believes that there's still hope, that there's still a chance that you can still fall in love with the things and the ways of God. If you'll fall in love with the ways of God, it will carry you beyond the places when you don't know the will of God. If you'll fall in love with living for God, it will carry you beyond the times when you don't know which way to turn and you don't know which way is up and you don't know which way is down. But if I stay faithful to the ways of God, He knoweth the way that I take. Solomon, you need to fall in love, not just with wisdom, not just in understanding, but you need to fall in love with the laws of God. You need to fall in love with the ways of God. And if you'll do that, then you shall prosper if you take heed to fulfill. I don't want to just know about God. I don't want to just know what, what pastor believes is necessary. I don't want to just know where the line around the mountain has been drawn, but I want to fulfill it. I want it to become a part of who I am. I want it to be my identity. I want it to be what the people see when they look at me. I want them to see a love for truth. I want them to see a love for the ways of God. I want them to see a love for the Spirit of God. I want them to see a love goes beyond the letter fulfills the spirit if you'll take heed fulfill the statutes the judgments which the Lord charged Moses with concerning Israel you'll prosper be strong and of good courage if everything was going to be right Solomon if everything was going to be hunky dory you wouldn't have need for courage. If everything was going to be peaches and cream, if everything would be only sweet, if everything would be only prosperous, you would have no need for the words of encouragement to be strong and of good courage. Dread not nor be dismayed. Let me preach to a church tonight. We're experiencing the outpouring of the Spirit of God. We are in a, in a room tonight. We are in the building tonight. And there is a palpable spirit of victory and overcoming. But what happens is you and I live in a very real world. We face very real spirits. But let me tell you tonight that there is no spirit that you are facing that is unbreakable. There is no spirit, there is no devil that is too powerful that it cannot be defeated. There is
is no promise of God that is intangible. But David admonished Solomon and said, Be strong and of good courage. Don't dread. Don't be dismayed because there's somebody on your side who is bigger. I know it's been 2020. I know we feel like we've lived a decade in one year. But let me preach to you tonight that God knows exactly where you are. God knows exactly what's going on. And you've got a pastor tonight that believes that you are unbreakable. That you are immovable. When you fall in love, when you practice to the will and the ways of God, you are more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. When you have a mind to do, dread not, nor be dismayed. David said, now behold, in my trouble, I have prepared for the house of the Lord. In my trouble, it means in my painful labor, or with all of my might, I have prepared for the house of the Lord. First Chronicles 29 and verse 1 says, Furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon my son, whom God, who alone God hath chosen, is yet young and he's tender and the work is great. Why is the work great? For the palace is not for man, but is for the Lord God. He said, I know he's young. I know he's still wet behind the ears. I know he's still tender, but he's going to need some help folks he's going to need some help folks the work is great why because he's not building an earthly kingdom we're not in this place tonight to build an earthly kingdom we're not in this place tonight to build a place for my name or a place for your name for the palace is not for man but for the Lord God I think it's noteworthy tonight to mention that God chose David and he chose Solomon to be the king even though they were not the firstborn in their homes. What's that mean, Pastor? That means to tell me that God is not interested in man's hierarchy. He didn't take a vote. He didn't hold an election. But he said, your calling and your election are sure. God is interested in men and in women who have a mind to do. David said, now I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God. The gold for things to be made of gold, the silver, the brass, the iron, the wood, the stones, the stones to be set, the glistering stones of diverse colors and all manner of precious stones and marbles uh, and marble stone in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of mine own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. He said, I set my affection. I have made it my goal. I have bound it as frontlets before my eyes that this is the life that I choose and this is the place that I'll worship and this is what God has called me to do and this is who God has called me to be. 
Solomon arise therefore and get to work. Rise and get to work. Son, it's not time for you to sit on your haunches. It's not time for you to rest on your laurels. It's time for you to get up. I know 2020 has been rough. I know 2020 has been full of unexpected circumstances. The time would not permit us to even speak of. But we know one turn after another. God wants to know tonight if there's anybody in this house that's been able to store up some things in your trouble. Genesis said that Joseph, his soul was laid in iron. You've heard me preach it before. You can get the CD from the sound booth that his soul was laid in iron. That it was not just his hands. It was not just his feet that were bound in chains and in iron. But that literally the song or or that the writer said that the iron became part of his soul. That there was something that was attached to him. There was something that was ingrained in him in his trouble. And he said, you know what? I might be in chains. I might be in bonds. But there There's an iron strength. There's a steel backbone that's coming out of this. I've got a mind to do the will of God. I've got a mind to do the work of God. It's a reason that David said, Solomon, I've done this and I've done that. I've prepared for this. I've prepared for that. He mentions the things that he had prepared for the temple. He's not boasting. Here's your big word for the night. He's not being braggadocious. But he's saying, listen, I stored up some things. Just because I knew that it wouldn't happen in my lifetime didn't mean that I just chillaxed and said, you know what? I'm just going to write it down. I'll make the vision plain upon tables, and I'll let Solomon do all the work. But he said, you know what? God, I know you told me I couldn't build it, but you never said that I couldn't lay up some treasure. You never said that I couldn't prepare the way. I've got a mind for the kingdom of God to be built. Let me tell you, I fully believe that revival's coming. I fully believe that this house will be filled. Brother Ed, in spite of the gospel of St. Matrice, Brother Ed came to me this morning and said, Pastor, you know why these seats aren't full? He said, it's because of the fifth gospel of St. Matrice. It took me a minute. He had to break it down for me. He said, St. Mattress. Y'all are they're catching it, Brother Ed. We're just trying to get to your level, brother. It's those dad jokes, man. Saint Mattress. Mattress. Okay? Matrice. I almost got derailed there. I fully believe that revival is coming. I completely believe that souls will be saved, that this building will be full. 
I know it takes a lot of money to build a new building. And so I've been planning this week. I, I, I know that it's crazy. I know it doesn't make sense. But Brother Venable, I've been thinking about how we could add a balcony back here and up about halfway. And I said, you know what? I know we got stairs going up. We could knock out walls. We could put in steel beams until the building fund gets to be to that point. We could put in stairs so it won't interfere with the apartment upstairs. I know that, they, that it looks bleak right now, but I'm telling you, I believe it's so strong. Even though it may not happen in my lifetime, I know that it's going to happen. And I've got a mind to do the work. I've got a mind to be part of the kingdom. David said, Solomon, I want you to know what I've done. I want you to know what I've built up. I want you to know that the storehouses are full. Son, I want to know if you've got a mind to do it. I want to know if i got any young men that say, you know what, pastor's not going to be the only one carrying the torch. Pastor's not going to be the only one who fills a pulpit. Pastor's not going to be the only one teaching a Bible study. I know these young ladies are getting hold of it. I know they're, they're pushing forward. I know they got the, the Sister Fishburn mantle upon their shoulders. I know they got the Lady of Zion upon their shoulders. And I know that they're getting revelation of pushing forward in the spirit and they're interceding. But I want to know if i got any young men that have a mind to do the work of God I want to know if I got any parents that have a mind to do the work of God that would say you know what I believe pastor I set my affection Coleman Alabama last week God was moving I brought home a little handkerchief gave me because I knew I was sweating. CRC. I got done preaching Sunday night and we were pushing the altar. God was moving and God was working. Pastor Wilbanks got up there and he said, you know what? He said, I remember conversations I've had with people, with other men that think I'm crazy. And they had about 50 or 60 people that were out sick with COVID last Sunday. Between the, those who were sick and their families that were affected. He said, I know that it looks a little emptier right now than what we're used to and what we want to see. He said, but I believe. He said, I've been told it's not possible. I've been told that I'm crazy. He said, but I believe that in one service. He said, I believe in one revival that there can be so many people pray through that it fills every chair in this auditorium. He said, I know they say it's not possible. I know they say it's not plausible. I know they say you're dreaming, you're thinking too big, but I believe that it can happen. I'm going to link arms with Pastor Will Banks tonight, and I'm going to tell you that I believe that it can happen. I believe that God is orchestrating, but God is wanting to know, is there a people who have a mind to do it? Musicians come, I told you, 20 minutes. I'm two minutes past. I want to know if I got a people in this room tonight, let's stand, that have said, I've got a mind to do it. I believe it's going to happen. David did not acknowledge the storehouses in a braggadocious manner. He wasn't saying, oh, look what I've done. 
But he's preaching to us tonight. And he's saying, you know what? I was in exile for 13 years. But even in my trouble. It was so bad for David at times. He was hiding amongst the the Philistines. In Goliath's hometown. At t- there was a time he went in and he's acting crazy. He's, he's drooling. He's spitting. He's, he's spitting up. He's acting literally like a psychopath in order to get out. But then once he's got about 600 men, I'm talking he's squealing. He's screaming. He's swinging off the gate. He's, they're like, man, no wonder. No wonder this guy at 16 years old would go out and face a giant. This guy has lost his marbles. He's crazy. For the Levite, it had gotten so bad, he's got about four or 600 men with him. And they go back to, to Achish, king of Gath. And now Achish said, you know what? You can have Ziklag. He said, I, I, I trust you, David. He shouldn't have, but he did. And David leads his band of marauders around into the, the countryside of Philistia. And all they know how to do They've resigned themselves. We can't have sheep because we don't know when Saul's coming. We don't have time to move herds. We've got to be quick on our feet. And so they go around with a mic. They go around and they start wiping out villages of Philistines. He said, in my trouble, I didn't forget how to wage war against my enemy. Now, some would say he, was, he took it too far. David is flying under the banner of Achish, king of Gath, one of the five kings of the Philistines. Sister Angie, it was so intense. He not only had to kill the men, he had to kill the women. He had to kill the children. He had to kill the animals. Because he couldn't, he couldn't afford to leave any witnesses. He said, there's something burning in my spirit. It says, you know what? I'm not satisfied watching the Ark of the Covenant dwell in tents. I'm not satisfied for the house of God to just be thrown from pillar to post. And God, I know that you're so great that there's no structure that we could ever build for you. But what if there was a place in the land of Israel just for your name's sake? Let me preach to you tonight. David is saying, hey, I've stockpiled. I've done this. You're okay. You're all right. He said, I've stockpiled. I've done this and I've done that. Solomon, this is what I've done. What's David doing? He's saying, this is already laid up. I'm just looking for an answer. I'm just looking to know, is there a people that have a mind to do it? I'm provoking you to good works. I've written a vision. I've made it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. I wonder tonight if I've got anybody who says I'll set my affection on the things of God I'll set my affection on the house of God pastor I've got a mind for revival I've got a mind for souls I've got a mind for the kingdom of God